Hello, and welcome to the Master Nerd Podcast, the home of positive fan culture, you know, for all things nerdy, and we call us Henry. I am Ruther Kaharis Matthew. And this week on the show, we will be discussing the news. <laughs> Just the news. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, next week, we will be having a big topic uh, all about certain things we'll be watching. But for this week, uh, mm-hmm. a small episode, uh, we will be doing uh, just the news that's been coming out recently, kind of keep you updated and all of that stuff. I'm very excited. As mm. ever, I'm not up to date on the news as I have no social media <laughs> usually, so I'm reacting to it <laughs> quite <laughs> literally. Uh, I I actually I'm I'm actually feeling quite bad about it this week because um, there's a piece of news that I don't think you're going to be very happy about. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Um, Oh god. Well, well, it it depends because it feels like there is some really good news that I think a lot of people already know about mm-hmm. from from Sunday. Um, um, but there is kind of something that maybe balances it out. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's a weird yeah. way to um, you know get excited for the show. <laughs> there you go. Hype. <laughs> Smile for the tears. Um. But yeah, I guess we'll get uh, straight into it, aside from just to say that we um, have the Instagram account, as ever, um, at Marvelous Cinema Podcast. Uh, yeah, we do uh, reviews during the week, some rankings, and sometimes just some little, I guess, essays about film sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. Recently, we had like a, a big one about why Mary Jane watching from the original trilogy of Spider-Man films is a pretty great mm-hmm. character. Uh, so yeah, we have a lot of It's very good, that. by the way, though, yeah. Oh, this is very good, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, oh, of course, yeah, this week we've been doing uh, uh, reviews for the, the Rocky films. Kind of, it was kind of in the in the lead up to Free Free, but I didn't really do it because of that. I just wanted to watch them. Um, mm-hmm. But I will get a Free Free at some point this week and let you know how it is over the podcast. Um, but yeah, I've done that. So we'll get into the news. Free Three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shall we, shall we make a start? Yeah. So, 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 the big thing from the last week is, of course, on Sunday, we have the Oscars. Mm. Yes. The culmination of the awards season arrived, um, and it's actually the first one I've ever watched. I stay up to watch it. Me too. Me too. Did you? Yeah, I did. It was kind of a mistake, because um, <laughs> um, I had worked the next day uh, at 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, oh dear! It ended at four, or maybe it was three o'clock. <laughs> the whole Oscars thing, and I um, mm-hmm. went to work on like two hours of sleep. And I, I oh, my best great job. stuff! <laughs> Did someone who ordered a cappuccino get a, I don't know, an americano? That happened more than a few times, and I I just said sorry. I watched the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> the, if I don't know if you get a name tag, but if you get a name tag, we should put that on. Yeah, sorry about today. I watched the Oscars last night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we did. We had the Oscars. Um, there was kind of no shortage of uh, slap-related jokes from mm-hmm. host Jimmy Kimmel, of course, as well as a few mildly controversial jabs at famous people and famous things. Mm. Um, some of it was a bit cringy, but you know, I was expecting worse. Yeah. So I guess I guess I felt. I felt all right about it. <laughs> um, it also kind of returned to having the awards ceremony show all of the awards during the live show. 
Uh, viewing figures did apparently increase from last year by about, I think it's just shy of 2 million, I think. Oh. Uh, which is pretty good. Um, but that's not the main story. The main story is the winners, or shall we say the winner? <laughs> yeah. Considering um, the most nominated film going into the evening, Everything Everywhere All at Once, kind of fulfilled the promise of uh, of those nominations and won pretty much everything it was nominated for. Um, including kind of best picture, picked up all but one award for the best at- acting categories. Mm. And the only reason it didn't pick up the kind of award for the other best acting category is because it didn't have a best lead actor. Yeah, that's the only reason why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Michelle Yeoh, uh, Ki Kwan, and Jamie Lee Curtis picked up the awards for best leading actress and both best supporting actor and actress awards. Mm. Uh, the, all three of them are first time winners. Yeah, that's great. Um, Early in this, early on in this ceremony, Jamie Lee Curtis kind of surprised everyone by beating Angela Bassett, who was the favourite going in, yeah. to win Best Supporting Actress, and that was probably the moment where I think most people realised that it was going to sweep the board. Yeah, everyone had a feeling. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't that moment, it was when um, they got Harrison Ford to announce Best Picture, which, as soon as he walked onto the stage, I think I think everyone surely knew what was going to happen. Yeah, it kind of gives it away, doesn't it? Like. You know what you're yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you should, oh, the way, the way Ki Kwan darted onto that stage to him. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then there's a shot of Steven Spielberg clapping away and looks so happy. Mm. Oh. I mean, yeah, it was. Um, but yeah. I think when that happened, I didn't, again, I think because our previous episode on the podcast about the Oscars, mm. um, we kind of mentioned a lot that. We do like it and we do care, but like we don't love it and get that excited about it. Really, mm. kind of like in a weird kind of way. Um, yeah. But I have to admit, when it got the best picture and pretty much every other award, really, I did have a like a very visceral kind of like yes reaction to it, like audible <laughs> yes. Um, so maybe I do care more than I realised. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, I also did a bit of a fist pump when Brendan Fraser won. Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. That was the moment. Mm. Um, it's kind of other notable things that uh, all quite on the Western Front won Best International, Best Cinematography, and Best Production Design. Ruth Carter became the first black woman to win a second Oscar, as in like in, in the same category. Oh. As she took home the um, the award for Best Costume Design for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Mm. The full list of winners is available everywhere, basically. Yeah, I mean, just Google it. Mm. A little bit like five articles. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I kind of put the Oscars first because it's a big thing for a lot of people, but, um, there is another string of news revelations that is probably kind of a bigger story that has a lot of people talking. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm afraid you might not be a fan of what I'm about to tell you, so I'm warning Henry. Um, Daredevil Born Again has begun filming this week, and, um, the Hollywood Report has revealed quite a lot of casting news. To begin with, the good news is that John Bernthal is set to return in the series as Frank Castle, aka The Punisher, and the actor himself has indicated this to be true. Yeah. Um, it's also heavily rumoured that Kristen Ritter will return in a handful of episodes as Jessica Jones. Oh, that's nice. So, very happy, very good, very good stuff. Yeah. Um, the news that you might not like <laughs> is that Eldon Henson and Deborah Ann Wall will not be reprising their roles as Foggy Nelson and Karen Page from the Netflix series. Aww. It's unknown whether or not their characters have been recast or not. 
In a further reveal, actress Sandrine Holt has been cast as Vanessa Fisk for the series, replacing Ayelette Zura from the Netflix series. Other insiders have suggested this is because of Zura's other commitments, but it has not been unacknowledged that this fate could also lie for Foggy Nelson and Karen Page. What? Why? It all comes via the Hollywood Reporter. Oh, God. Why is that happening? <laughs> I, 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 the best guess is to say, my best guess is that if it is intentional, like it's the choice that they haven't been pushed into, it's to separate it from the Netflix series. But why, why would you want? The idea being they want, yeah, I guess, I guess maybe because there are certain things in terms of the continuity that they can't kind of carry over Mm. and they want it to look like more of a clean break than, than what might be indicated. Um, I kind of think that. Having, you know, the actor who plays Daredevil in both shows being there kind of yeah. ruins that anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's really unusual that this is kind of happening where it's kind of... I, I, guess, I guess, I suppose it's kind of the title characters that are kind of returning in that John Bernthal, Kristen Moore, Vincent D'Onofrio and obviously Charlie Cox coming back. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it's unusual. I think... It would be unusual as well if a Daredevil series didn't feature Foggy Nelson and Karen Page's characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I guess you know the kind of there are comics where the two of them aren't in them. Mm. Um, but I think like it, they they just have become very closely related in kind of a lot in terms of what a lot of people think of when they think of Daredevil. Yeah. So it is it is a bit unusual. So strange. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think. I, I kind of think that those characters and that casting, especially in some ways, is it's so important to the success of that original Netflix show. Um, mm. Where, in part, you know, being excited for Daredevil to come back as Charlie Cox in Norway Home in February was very exciting. But that was also because it meant that, you know, the entire uh, cast was coming back at some point, you would hope. Um, Hmm. And that's just like a good trio. Like this is a great trio when they're in the room together. Um, and I think, I think a lot of the drama as well is created by them them three not getting along in the first three seasons. And I think hmm. that is such a great core dynamic to like kind of play around with. And I think, yeah, I think I just can't imagine. I'm sure I'll like get around to it. I think it'll be fine. But I can't imagine currently Charlie Cox's Ted Devil saying foggy to someone else that isn't that actor. Um, mm. especially when I think about the many, like the many scenes of them two like having really like quite heartfelt moments together. Let's see what I think in the first season where Foggy finds out that you know who he is, and there's kind of this whole episode dedicated to their friendship. Um, it's a great episode. Like, I, yeah, I think it's a, a massive shame. It kind of feels very pointless. I don't really, yeah, I don't really get why he would do this. Um, mm. It's just, honestly, it's just more confusing. <laughs> I think as well, because um, it kind of becomes a little stranger because it coming kind of at the same time as the news that John Bernthal's coming back. Mm. And kind of knowing how kind of, in the Netflix series, I suppose in the Punisher series as well, Strange, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I don't get it. 
Mm-hmm. Which is out so they can bring them back later. But still, it's an 18 episode season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we'll find out eventually. Um, other Marvel news. Yay! That'd be great. I more and more I find. Sorry, just more and more I find that the second Doctor Strange film is kind of a highlight for me out of the MCU. I keep on wanting to go back to it just for a fun time. Um, I don't often get with Marvel. I kind of like I like them, but I very rarely like just want to go back to the fun ones. And I think Doctor Strange Two is one of the rare fun ones. It's kind of a I want to come back to quite a lot. Um, so yeah, I quite, yeah, I'm very excited for if that is happening because I think him and that character work really well. And I think this time, if he can write the script, please, <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> also by Variety, um, leaving Marvel slightly, um, we have kind of I guess it's sad news, but news that probably won't surprise anyone. Uh-huh. Kevin Feige and Patty Jenkins' respective Star Wars movies have been shelved. Of course. Yeah, the latest casualties of Lucasfilm's much maligned tendency to cancel announced projects. Other reports do indicate, however, that Damon Lindelof's film is making good progress for now. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I think the funny part is this is the second time Patty Jenkins' Star Wars movie's been cancelled. The second time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was cancelled before, then she came out and said it's not been cancelled, and then... No, it is. There it is again, it's been shelved. Wow. Any... Um, I just can't believe that Star Wars, out of all things, is the thing that, like, can't get going. It's, like, it's a weird... You know, <laughs> like, it's, mm. you know, we have Andor and um, Mandalorian, but anything, like, entirely new is just... It's just like a... You might get it, maybe, at some point, sort of thing. Mm. Um Bizarre. And, you know, the last actual Star Wars film of 2019, um, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of a good thing in a weird way. I think mm. when a Star Wars film finally does get made again, I think it'll be quite exciting because it'll be like an actual event again, um, in the same mm. way Fossil Wickers kind of was. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, it's kind of a weird well, I think, Yeah, Everything kind of points to the Lindelof film being the one. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think its slated release date is. I don't think it's this Christmas. I think it's next Christmas. All oh, right. Okay. Um, An actual film happening. <laughs> depend, yeah, depending on whose tweets you read. Um, <laughs> apparently, the script's finished and there's a full cast in place. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently it's going going along nicely. And I think Taika Waititi's film is also still in development. Oh god! Yeah, that was a while ago too. <laughs> Mm, that was I pretty, was that announced around the around the time of the first season of the Mandalorian. Yeah, which was my first year of uni. I want to say. <laughs> yeah, four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's that's strange. But yeah, another two films shelved. Yeah. God damn it! You get to the point where they go to like Comic Con and Star Wars conventions, um, and they'll come on stage and they'll just announce something, and the crowd will just kind of go. Okay then. Yeah, because like you, we won't get our hopes up. Yeah, yeah. When Marvel announced something, for example, you kind of there's no doubt it'll come out at some point. It might get delayed, but mm. you know it, it will come out. But I think there's maybe not with DC now. We'll see going forward. But with Star mm. Wars, like this is like kind of a 
don't do a big announcement because it'll go wrong in the future when you don't actually make it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, I did see during the Star Wars celebration, apparently someone, they unveiled the real lightsaber. The real lightsaber? Like some, like someone, someone that they've made like a, a real lightsaber. Uh-huh. I don't know if you can cut things, but it's like a, it's like a, that the, the, the hilt or the, I don't actually know what you've called it. I've watched Star Wars all my life, and I don't actually know what you call the lightsaber without when the blade's retracted. A hilt makes sense. A hilt? It does sound right, yeah. Yeah. Like they had the hilt, and they pressed the button, and a, 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 a clear beam of light emerged from... Not like a torch, like an actual solid-looking oh, thing. That is very cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I like to things like this thing will never get made. Hmm. They're always. It's always going to happen. Someone will make it someday. Mm. Yeah, that's exciting. Um. Yeah. So you mentioned DC there for a second. Um. So moving over to Warner Brothers, comic writer Tom King, who is included in Peter Gunn and Peter Safran's, uh, not Peter Gunn, including James Gunn and Peter Safran's writers' room for DC, has accidentally revealed that James Gunn will be directing the upcoming Superman Legacy movie as well as writing it. Woo. Um, I don't think that's a surprise. I think yeah. it's on the cards. It does make um, sense. Very, yeah, very interesting. I think it's very interesting as well to have... Kind of have it come in where James Gunn, who has kind of always written really kind of... Not, not morally corrupt, but, you know, the kind of broken characters. Yeah. <laughs> to see him kind of approach a character who is traditionally kind of seen as very pure is... It's a strange, it's a strange mix, but one I'm still kind of excited for. Yes, yeah, I don't doubt they can do it, and I think it's kind of interesting that mm. you're doing a film that is, like you said, kind of very pure and very mm. heartfelt and good and versus evil sort of thing, but also like a mainstream character. Um, I don't, mm. you know, as it is, whenever he's made a film about Marvel DC, it is still Marvel DC, so it's hard to be like, oh, it's super, you know, <laughs> underground or whatever. Mm. But you know, the tackling the actual kind of original superhero in some ways. Um, mm. Kind of, yeah, a big deal for him and very different from a Guardians or Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see how that, that kind of pans out. Mm-hmm. In another very strange instance, um, Zack Snyder has released a cryptic video with the hashtag Full Circle. The video features a graphic of some kind of tech and a sphere as well as text that reads Incoming message from Lord Darkseid followed by a message to save the date to the 28th, 29th and 30th of April. Uh, it also features Ray Porter who voiced Darkseid in Zack Snyder's DC films reading the same message. Um, now before people get excited this is likely some kind of Snyder film festival. Mm, um, maybe. I think a lot of people will probably misinterpret this as some kind of uh, Netflix thing because um, there have been a lot of people kind of as kind of a follow up to the um, kind of release the Snyder Cut kind of movement I guess would you call them a movement <laughs> um, the kind of, it moved to kind of the idea that DC should sell or at least license uh, Netflix and Zack Snyder to finish kind of his um, Justice League films Um the kind of the idea of it has been shot down by a lot of people, mm. but I suppose this kind of announcement announcement will 
maybe whether intentionally or not capitalize on this and get people a bit excited but i think it, it probably will be some kind of festival yeah. it's odd that they would specify three dates yeah three different dates yeah kind of strange thing to do um i don't think snyder helped himself in terms of <laughs> um getting his fans kind of riled up and uh hmm. ready to defend him for like whatever it is he's a guy that i genuinely like and i think it's quite she's quite nice i think i like most of his films mm. but yeah his yeah his fans are something else <laughs> mm, yeah so don't please people don't don't yeah. don't, don't take us the wrong way because <laughs> zach's busy all right yeah i'm very <laughs> he's excited doing the rebel moon rebel moon thing yeah yeah i'm very much yeah i'm i think everything everything i think i've seen of it looks at the very least interesting yeah i think with him it's I always want him. My personal kind of thing with Snyder is what he should do is something that is entirely his own thing, and do it mm. visually in a way that only he would do, and just mm. make a complete another like genre mashup thing. Because I think it's what he does best, um, and I treat it super yeah. seriously. I think Army Death, for example, is a great example of like take a genre. Have you seen it? I have. Yeah, yeah. Um, I quite liked it. Yeah, I think it's a great example mm. of like just. What you should do, I think, is just get a genre, mm. a very clear genre sort of thing, like zombie movie, and then do it the only way that he knows how to do it, which is very strangely. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think, yeah, just do it that way, yeah. Mm. Do Star Wars. But yeah, Zach no, I agree. <laughs> yeah, Zack Snyder's Star Wars. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's an image. It's great, yeah. I love it. Um, another announcement. Um, there's going to be a Doctor Who spin-off. Oh, really? Oh, I missed this. Um, yeah, following the BBC's distribution deal with Disney, returning showrunner has indicated that several spin-offs, like he plans to introduce several spin-offs to the, expand the Doctor Who universe. Mm. Um, this particular one will see the return of Gemma Redgrave as Kate Lethbridge-Stewart, as the show will focus on her running of the organisation unit. The news oh. comes on the deadline. Oh, that's exciting. So I guess it's kind of torchwoody, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of something that's been a part of Doctor Who for quite a while. Yeah. It's an interesting move. Yeah. I think um, we definitely talked about before with um, the Doctor Who stories that we did before. Um, mm. But the, the future of Doctor Who looks so... I'm generally quite excited to see how much it kind of kicks off, not just here, but in like, different countries. Um, yeah. Just because I think... Having Disney Plus for your kind of distribution in America, for example, I think is going to really help it. Um, mm. I think that could do massively. Um, and just having, you know, I think this is a perfect idea. Yeah, a perfect plan in my mind is literally having this sort kind of three or four episodes where you get this kind of nostalgia hit of Dale Tennant and Catherine Tate, and then using that kind of energy as like a I don't know, like a big push forward into the new era. Um, mm. I think this is a, a perfect plan in a lot of ways, where it's like it's not too, you know, leaning on the past, but it's you know it's still doing it at the same time. Um, I think this could be really big. Yeah, I think even international audiences, when they think Doctor Who, they probably do think of the kind of first and foremost. Um, mm. And I think even they will take notice of like maybe I should watch it, and hopefully mm. it'll kind of be I feel like I'm hooked. I'm hoping at least with like the quality of writing that you can do, and uh, this, um, yeah, I think this is. I'm very excited for the future of Doctor Who. I can't, I can't be honest mm. with it. Yeah, 
He's also said in an interview uh, recently, I think it was with BBC Radio 2, um, he said that um, the fourth episode of the new series, I think he called it something like the best thing he's ever made. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, So we're coming out with the big claims. Mm. Is that in reference to... Yeah, very exciting. The Tenant episodes or the fourth one of uh, Treaty Gatwas episodes? I think it'll be um, the new, the new, the new series. So, in Goody Cat was. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it's a big claim. <laughs> I do wonder. I don't really think about it till now, but I do wonder, as in uh, going forward, will the show become a bit more um, alongside like the the usual uh, shows we get now, where everything is going somewhere to a big season, like sort of climax thing, and will like mm. kind of like kind of the in because I don't really feel like we get very many TV shows in the vein of Doctor Who that are like monster of the week sort of things. Mm. So I do wonder no, if don't. that's the direction they're going in now of like seasons are actually going somewhere and the whole story is going to wrap up sort of thing. Um, I do wonder that's kind of where they're going, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, mm, it will. It, it'd be interesting to see because it would be quite a big shift. I think mm. um, one of the I think the last season of the Jodie Whittaker reign did that, where it was more. It did, yeah. You know, it was what it was more of a linear story split over like six episodes or something. Yeah. Um, which I kind of, I think it works as an as like an event, mm. like as kind of if you were saying kind of like the final season of a, a Doctor's run or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what they do for like, just I, I don't know, I don't want to say the standard Doctor Who episodes, but you know like the. The just the just the what, what he wouldn't consider an event like a standard running of it. Yeah, the doctor um, encounters a weird alien. <laughs> mm, yeah, basically. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they do it. Mm. Um, our last piece of news: oh. we are returning to the Hollywood Reporter, who have um, mentioned that Quentin Tarantino is preparing to direct his final film, which is titled "The Movie Critic." Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's the official title or if it's like a working title. Mm-hmm. Um, but Quentin Tarantino lining up his final film. He always said he was going to do. I think is it nine? Did he say nine? I think it was ten. Was it ten? Yeah, because he think... always said he was going to do a set amount. Yeah, Hateful Eight was the eighth one. And then after that was Once Upon a Time Hollywood. So yeah, yeah I think this one's going to be the tenth and the final. I think. Hmm. So yeah, it's strange that someone's limited themselves like that. Yeah. But I guess, I guess I understand. He's a dramatic guy. He's dramatic, and I quite like the idea, like a director pre-planning and saying well in advance that his final film will be his tenth one. And it's yeah. sort of had this weird thing where it feels like coming to like some sort of finale, even though it's not like the same mm. story, sort of thing, like an Endgame. <laughs> it's just, a, you know a guy made another film and it happens to be the 10th one and therefore the final one. But it feels mm. kind of like a massive deal. Um, it would be mm. incredible. I don't want this to happen, but it would be kind of incredible if this last film was his only film that no one likes. <laughs> um, sort of this weird build up to like this kind of art film. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> the title, interesting. I would like it if this final, final movie is about movies. Like that sort of thing. Um, yeah, we kind of it, it kind of nearly went there with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, almost. Yeah. 
So it, it's kind of like, yeah, if if that was kind of testing the waters for a film kind of just about making movies. Yeah, yeah. Which would be would be strange for a director who's kind of famed for big, quite violent action sequences, I suppose. Because mm. he has, it, it does kind of feel like he's got some increasingly kind of less action. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. If you th- if you think of kind of. I don't want to say prime. It sounds it sounds like the things after that haven't been particularly good. But if you kind of think of nineties kind of era, Quentin Tarantino, where you've got Kill Bill, um, Pulp Fiction, even, and then maybe later Django, mm. and then kind of after that, kind of the Hateful Eight, and and um, well, I suppose there is still violence in the Hateful Eight, <laughs> as there is in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but they aren't. They're less action-based than yeah. a lot of his previous films have been. His previous films kind of have a consistent violence, but the mm. later ones have kind of a final act of just <laughs> explosion of violence sort of thing. Um, mm. Well, yeah, cause I, recently I, I by chance just watched um, uh, Django, and I forgot that. The movie is like kind of violent throughout, but I forget that the last like half an hour of that film is it's just carnage, uh, similar to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> It's just insane. Um, I love the sound design of that film as well. When the bullets are hitting people, and it's like the bullets sound like cannonballs, and then like the blood sounds like this big, like gloopy liquid. Is it? It's just like a weirdly, like overtly violent sequence at the end. Um, yes, yeah, so I. It'd be interesting to see what the last movie just is because I feel like he's. Mm. I, I don't know. Has he planned it before? Like, does he want the tenth one to be like this big thing, or is just making another film? I don't really know what the thing is, but yeah, I'm kind of hoping for something good. Mm. Yeah, hopes are you know as, as far as directors go, there's kind of a lot of a lot of hype surrounding this man. Yeah, um, and as well, kind of coming off the back of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is probably kind of I don't want to say his worst reviewed films, but it, it, it proved a little bit divisive, I suppose. Yeah, okay. Not everybody was entirely on board like they have been before. Yeah. Um, mainly because it was something a little bit different. Mm. So yeah, it's it, just interesting to see kind of how it goes for him. Yeah. With the final, the final film. Wow. I know for a while there was talk of him doing a Star Trek film. <laughs> I remember that, and I was always wondering, you said yes to that, would that be his 10th film? <laughs> I know. We, does he count that if it's kind of something something borrowed from somebody else? Would yeah. he would he count that as his tenth, or is is that kind of his way out when mm. it gets announced and it's going to be his eleventh film? Yeah. Like, do you think from now on he'll only do like hired gun sort of things, where he'll come on board to draft a script already made sort of thing? Hmm. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's kind of what he means. Maybe. Yeah. Might be able to do TV. You never know. Maybe. Because yeah. there was. Uh, wasn't wasn't the kind of talk of the hateful eight being kind of turned into a yeah series? I think they tried to like split split up the actual movie into sort of episodes uh, okay. sort yeah. of thing yeah yeah mm. but yeah that's um, that's kind of the end of the news and I suppose that's kind of the end of the the show for this week yeah, yeah it's sort of basically that isn't it <laughs> end it on this yeah it's it's kind of a, a longer a longer news section but a shorter show mm. yeah. Um, um, but th- th- yeah, this 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 is all for a reason. We're kind of yeah. we're preparing for big things. For so big things, yeah. This is kind of why the the episode is a bit short this week. Yeah, and a bit late, I suppose, because we're, we're recording this at a time when the episode should be out. <laughs> <laughs> it's all up in the so, air. Yeah. 
um but yeah i guess unless is there, is there anything else you want to kind of mention off the back of the news um not really it's far from you know everything ever all at once very happy about that um yeah i think winner yeah winner i love that um that's one i think also there's a kind of a note that i forgot to say i think it's kind of interesting and kind of a big step forward like that the biggest film of this year and the biggest winner of this year um is a film made by very very young people who are made mm. in an era where they've been brought up on, you know, hyper-fast technology and all that. And I think it's kind of a big kind of step forward, I think, having a film like that be acclaimed in such a way that it's going to probably inspire mm. a lot of people, hopefully. Which is very nice. Um, mm. Yeah, so I think, yeah, great stuff that happened. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It's it, it does. We kind of mentioned it last week, but it just feels like a win. It, yeah, it feels like a win. It feels like a strange sort of turning point that it won um hmm. yeah so yeah very happy about that kind of find the, the week for me i think as the movies um but yeah of course we will be back next week with big things <laughs> mm-hmm. big now. things <laughs> <laughs> yeah but do you want to say anything else um no that that's it yeah just yeah. just big things on the horizon um <laughs> we hope we hope we've entertained you in the news mm-hmm and you're um, interested in yeah. the future. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we of course have the Instagram, but I don't. I don't want to steal your thunder with the ending to the show. I know. I was, when you said that, bit, I was like, "He's, he's going to say it." <laughs> 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 I've stolen it. The future, I've taken my chance. The big future thing right now is just he's just taking my bits. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, little by little, little by little, little statement yeah. by statement. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it, yeah. <laughs> um, we have the Marvel Cinema Podcast uh, Instagram. Um, yeah, like I said before, we are doing you know, the Rocky films, and we'll be getting to the new, the brand new Creed film, uh, which is, I'm very excited for. Uh, yeah, other than that, I don't know, probably some more rankings for reviews. Um, mm-hmm. I might actually do some John Wick reviews because the fourth one's coming out next week. Um, mm. Sort of a build up mm. to that, I think. Um, yeah. The, the other reactions have been exceptionally good for that. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, every kind of review, even the ones that aren't, like, glowing, are like, but the action here is, like, kind of on another level <laughs> sort of thing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very excited for that. Um, but, yeah, aside from that, I think that's it for us this week. Um, yeah, look forward to the future, because we have things coming mm-hmm. that are quite exciting. Um, but, yeah, see you next week. Enjoy. Yeah, see you next week. <laughs>